It's time for Inside the L, the podcast covering all things LaSalle athletics and taking you behind the scenes. And now, here's your host, Ed LaFerge. What's up, Explorers fans? Welcome back to Inside the L, the podcast. I'm your host, Ed LaFerge. This episode's brought to you by our friends over at Standard Digital. We thank them for their continued support of LaSalle Athletics. You guys know the drill. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and subscribe on YouTube. All you have to do is search LaSalle Athletics on all three platforms. Fun episode on hand this time around. We're going to be joined by LaSalle University Hall of Athletes Class of 2021 inductee Courtney Nemec. Courtney was a four-year letter winner for the Blue and Golds women's soccer team. She aided the team to its first A-10 championship title and NCAA tournament berth during her playing days. And she was also the first explorer to play professionally in the National Women's Soccer League. After she finished up her playing career, she joined Coach Paul Royal's staff and currently holds that title. Really excited to talk to Courtney Nemec. Court, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on the podcast. How, how are you? How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm super excited. Um, first off, congratulations on your soon-to-be induction into the Hall of Athletes. Let's let's take it back to the very beginning. You came to LaSalle in the fall of 2010, just six years after Paul took over as the head coach. What what led you to come to LaSalle? What you know, what was what was Paul's pitch to you? I think I think my, my dad definitely played a role. Um he, he was working for facilities at the time, and I know he didn't really know what to do in the recruiting process, and he kind of always went to Paul for like guidance. And Paul, I think Paul just kept on. Paul was consistent. He kept on sending note cards to me. He he was one of the coaches, one of the ten coaches that kept on being consistent, sending me emails, sending me note cards through the mail, and that just stuck with me. And I liked his philosophy and like what he was about and his coaching style. And I think that's what that's what made me choose LaSalle. I mean, when I came on my official visit, I loved the team. I loved, I loved everything about the team. I loved the whole family aspect of it. And after coming on my visit, I was like, that's it. I like, this is where I want to be. It felt home to me. Did it, did it play a role that LaSalle was local for you being a kid who graduated from Little Flower? That really didn't matter to me. I I mean, I could have went, I could have went to the West coast. I could have went, Anywhere, I mean, I know that it was it was easier to go on a visit. I'm I'm a summer person. I'm a shore person. I made my decision late. I love going to the shore, so it was a ten minute visit for me. So, which was nice, but just feeling comfortable on campus. And my brother went to LaSalle as well. My dad worked there. I, it just felt like home to me. At what point during your playing career did you realize that something special was happening at Twentieth and Only? It was probably when the men's basketball team started to go on their run and they, they kept on pushing us because they wanted to be the big guys on campus and we wanted to be the big guys on campus as well. And it was just, it was them pushing us and us pushing them. And that's what made something special because they always came to our games and we always showed up to their games and we, we just fueled each other's fire. And I think that that's what the best was the camaraderie between the sports teams at 20th and Alany. 2011, the team won the A-10 regular season title, but ultimately fell during the postseason tournament. But that season was really instrumental in the development of the program. LaSalle jumped as high as 17th nationally in, in rankings and took its first NCAA tournament berth. What do you remember most about that year? 
we were we were sophomores and I think we didn't we didn't we finally realized our full potential I think yeah we're my class was sophomores at the time and that was that was probably one of the best years as a team we've had and it was just an unbelievable experience we never focused on we never focused on our final end point we never focused on championships we never even talked about shutouts we just prepared every game and we focused on that game coming up. And I think that was the biggest, I mean, 2012 was one of my favorite years just because we went on that long streak and we were the underdogs. That's what we kept on going by. We were the underdogs and we had a chip on our shoulder and we wanted to prove people wrong that we wanted to put LaSalle on the mat, to be honest. Do you think that season kind of set you guys up for the success you would have in the future? Because I mean, you got you, you got your your lips wet a little bit. You got you got that taste of what the postseason was like. You saw what the NCAA tournament was about. Definitely, I think when we played that Maryland game, it showed us it showed us where we can be. And I think just playing playing against that, that competition, it showed us where we want to be. And it showed our kids from our freshmen all the way to our seniors. It showed us our full potential and how much more work that we need to put in to win those NCAA games and to continue to get back to where we were. And so that following season in 2013, you guys took the regular season and postseason titles in the Atlantic 10. And that was the first A-10 championship for the program. So that must have been meaningful. But you were also named the A-10 Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Talk about what uh, that season meant to you and the program and how it propelled the program to go back to back in your senior season. To, to, To just look at the joy on the pictures, I mean... It's going playing in the game. You kind of just forget about it being a championship because you just want you just want to hoist that trophy at the end of the day. But when I look back at the pictures and you see the pure joy and excitement of the coaches running on the field, I think that means the most to us because they put in the work day in and day out. Like now, me being a coach, I realized all the work they put in during the season, and finally everything paying off and to win it back to back was just unbelievable. And that's everything you want in your senior year and. We had a rough start to my senior year, but finally hoisting that trophy back to back again, I think that was our greatest. That was the most excitement that we had. I mean, to when we did when when we first won the championship, it was just pure joy and it was kind of like a sigh of relief. Like, yeah, we finally got one. Now let's just continue it. And, and did the success in 2012 again, similar to what you guys had your your sophomore year? But did that success your junior year, being able to overcome that hump, win the the first A-10 title in program history, kind of get that off your back, did that set you guys up to continue to, to climb that ladder? Absolutely, because we all, we always want to be the best. And I think that was the time when – I think that was the time when our men made it to the Sweet 16 as well, our baseball team. So we were just like, all right, well, how can we be, how can we be better? How can we – how can they keep pushing us and us keep push, pushing them? But like, just like I said, 2012 set set us. That was our first stepping stone. And we we're like, all right, we made it here. We finally got that bid. And now we need to win a championship. And we don't want to get a bid. We want to win it straight out. And that's what helped us in 2013 and 14 as well. JRM supplier consulting strategic services include competitive sourcing analysis, development of supplier contracts, contract negotiations, supplier contract management, and relationship building. We will help you establish procurement methodologies and utilize best practices for competitive sourcing event development and management. We provide experiential benefits for HR, finance, accounting, marketing, IT, supply chain, sales operations, and legal. 
For more information, visit us online at jrmsuppliersconsulting.com. Since 1974, Sharon Environmental Design has provided the highest quality landscape design and build services at the most cost-effective prices. Located in Plymouth Meeting and four regional offices throughout the greater Delaware Valley, Sharon Environmental Design is prepared to offer professional design, build, and maintenance services to address a wide range of landscape design needs. Sharon maintains specialty divisions in golf, sports, civil engineering, and interiors. To learn more, check us out today at chirondesign.com. LaSalle fans, are you looking for something to get embroidered or imprinted? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Choose from a variety of t-shirts, uniforms, fleeces, polo shirts, and jackets. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com. That's K-A-M-P-U-S-K-L-O-T-H-E-S.com. Or give us a call at 215-357-0892. That's 215-357-0892. Looking good is the first step to playing well. Campus Clothes, get the look. After leaving LaSalle, you played professionally in the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, you took home the NWSL title in 2016 as a player. Uh, how much of what you did at LaSalle led to your success at the at the professional level? Absolutely, absolutely everything. I re- I remember my last game. I just I actually I texted Allie Kenny and I said thank you, thank you for everything you did for me because our last game at Georgetown, my senior year, she came up to me and she said, "Hey, Nora, she was like, this isn't your last game." And that puts things into perspective for me because I wasn't even thinking about going professional. So right from then, even though I was a senior, I was done in November. They, those coaches stood by me. They trained me extra. They put in all that work and just having the team behind me and having everyone behind me and putting extra work with me, even Scott, even lifting with me, like that helped me become a professional. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do that. And even hoisting a trophy three years later at my professional career, it was amazing. I mean, I didn't play one second in the game, but I was the biggest cheerleader for the team. I think that it was totally different because I would say I played every every minute and then going to the professional leagues and not playing in the championship game. It, w- it was a not not a dig, but like it kind of now how can I be the best teammate? Mm-hmm. And knowing, knowing coming from LaSalle, having teammates sit on the bench, and they're the only team cheering every single game. Their team standing up cheering, and other coaches even notice it. And I think that's overall, I think that's the best thing. Do you think that's something that you brought with you to the coaching ranks, knowing knowing that you had that experience as in that championship game as a pro that you didn't play, so you had to sit and be the best teammate you could? Like you said, is that something you think you've you've taken from that experience and tried to teach to, to, to your student athletes now? Definitely. Cause now I, now I've been on two different, two different spectrums. I played every game. I've won championships being on the field. And then I also won championships being that cheerleader, being on the bench. And now I know, and now I can talk to the, talk to the girls, talk to the individuals, how they can be a better teammate if they're not playing, or even if they're injured, how can they be a better teammate and what can they could be better as being a leader as well? Talk to us a little bit about that that process of of you turning pro, right? So your season ends at LaSalle in November of 2012, 2013, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, at what point, like, 
did you know you were going pro? At what point did you sign a contract? Was there a draft? Like walk us through, talk to our listeners about kind of what that actual process looked like for you. So, so there was a draft and I know being a small school from LaSalle and us not like not being really known for our soccer team for our women's soccer then, because there's all these other big schools such as Duke and UNC and they usually get drafted. I remember me and Renee actually did go into the draft. We went to the draft, but we were offered a tryout to Portland Thorns and New and Sky Blue, New Jersey. So I was like, all right, I was like, I'll go to Portland Thorns, even though like like I said before about the recruiting process, it's all the way in Oregon. I was like, I was like, all right, they're having a tryout in in Philly, up and down in town. I was like, all right. So I went and they offered me to come into preseason. Like, we don't have a contract yet, but I want to invite you out to preseason. I was like, all right, let's pack my bags in February of my senior year. I talked to all my teachers. I said, hey, can I go uh, try out for a professional team? Let's say I was kind of stunned because they were like, well, this is the first time we ever had this. And Talked to all my teachers, and they're like, "We'll do absolutely everything online." I was like, "Really? I'm still allowed to graduate on time?" They're like, "Yep." They're like, "We'll figure out an outline for you." And then I went there in February and signed my first professional contract, April fourth, actually my brother's birthday, and and it was just history from there. I was there for two years, and then went to other teams for the last two years. It's an exciting process, I'm, I'm sure. So in 2017, you you hung up your cleats as a player. And you joined the coaching staff at LaSalle. How, how did that whole process transpire? Talk to us about, you know, at what point did you know you wanted to get into coaching? And, and how did you end up back at LaSalle? I'm sure there were some conversations between you and Paul. Definitely. So actually, through my whole professional career, I always called Paul and asked him for advice. Because, I mean, even though I wasn't a student athlete anymore, I you, you still you still need advice from coaches that coached you before. And he would always he would always just tell me like keep on pushing through it's going to come this is what is what happens about being a professional athlete like you're going to have your ups and downs so he was always on he was always a phone call away so we always held that communication line and it was my fourth year in when I was at North Carolina Carriage that I wasn't I noticed me trans I noticed me transforming into a player to a player coach mm-hmm. I noticed I was more invested about seeing my teammates grow and I was more invested and had more passion for helping them reach their full, full potential. And I wasn't worried about my success anymore. I was trying to make them better every day. And then it just happened when I was in North Carolina. I think it was May or June. Yeah, June. That Paul reached out and said, hey, our assistant coach, we have a position open. Like, how do you feel about that? I was like, absolutely. I was like, I'd be there in a heartbeat. I was like, I'd be stupid if I would turn it down to come back to my alma mater to teach these kids what I learned. Is it something different about going back to your alma mater too, to, to be a coach as opposed to, you know, had you gone to another institution? Definitely. I think the excitement was just, I was just so, I wasn't overwhelmed, but I, I knew what I was getting myself into and I knew the chemistry and the philosophy that Paul teaches. And I was just more excited, I think, to learn from him. And even to, I had, I think I had more passion just because it was my alma mater and I wanted to win championships and I want these kids to have the best experience that I've had. Well, you talk about wanting to win championships in your first season. You, you did just that. You know, team claimed that it's, it's third A-10 title, uh, tied the program record with 17 wins. What what did that championship mean to you as a coach? Was it different from the championships you had won as a player? I, I told I told a team that this was probably by far one of the best championships because I was on a different side of things. And 
like I said before, I knew all the work that the coaches put in now. Like I, I felt it. I felt the tiring of the season and knowing, knowing that we pushed these kids coming from 2016, I think having four wins to 2017, winning the championship that to look on the other side of things and they can see their full potential. And that was the best thing as a coach. I think winning my first championship was overall, I mean, besides the NWSL one, I think that was overall the best one that I've experienced. What was, you know, kind of transitioning here to the, the Hall of Athletes side of things, what was your reaction when you found out that that you'd be going into the, the Hall and you're sitting here with a big smile on your face as I asked this question? Um, how did that process go? Who told you? What, you know, tell, tell us all the details. Speechless. I, I, I didn't expect it. I mean, I, I'm still young, so I, I didn't expect it this young to be in there because I know like a lot of like older folks get in there, but like I expected it because there's a lot of great people ahead of me in the, in LaSalle athletics that could have got it before me. So I was definitely speechless and it was, it was over zoom, obviously during a pandemic. Um, we were just having, I think we we're having our, we we're having a talk within our team. And I think we we're talking about being a leader and doing a PowerPoint slide in those regards and setting up goals. And Trey was on and where I was kind of confused that Trey, Trey was on our zoom as well. And right before the zoom that that's when they announced it. And it's it's nice it's nice sharing it with the team because obviously in 2010 2013 it, I wouldn't have been able to do it without my team behind right. me I wouldn't be able to do it without those 20 to 30 girls as well so it's nice it's nice that they they got to witness that because because one day they can be there as well sports are back and at LaSalle they truly are something special and boy come game day we take it to the next level Fans are locked in, wearing their finest blue and gold. But it's only a real game day at LaSalle when you have done one more thing. Break out the hers. Dial up the crunch with hers pub pretzels. Going for the snack win doesn't get easier or tastier. You break out the crunchy dip receiver with hers ridge chips. Both go perfectly with cheering on the explorers to the last second. Game time, halftime, overtime. It's your time to break out the hers. Building a great team takes many years of practice. I'm Dennis Pagliotti, and at the Bricklayers and Allied Craft Workers Local 1 of Pennsylvania, Delaware, we've been practicing since 1865. Check us out at bac-1.org. That's bac-1.org. The men and women of IBEW Local Union 98 support LaSalle University and the Explorers. From the time of Tom Gola to Lionel Simmons, and to this day, the members of Local 98 have provided the electrical, wiring, and network needs for LaSalle. For more information, look us up online at IBEW98.org. You're just the third of what I'm guessing will be a large number of women's soccer student-athletes to be inducted into the Hall of Athletes. Does that mean something different to you, that you're just the third in program history to go in, as opposed to being the 15th or 20th? I think that's, it's more exciting. It's more exciting knowing that not many females before me got inducted because I I think that's what makes, makes it so great for me is it it shows like I'm a humble person, but it shows that what I did and everything I did before paid off. Now, now does this being inducted and being a a hall of athletes, you know, uh, inductee, does that change the way you go maybe recruiting or the way you go and, and talking to your current student athletes? Does that, does that put anything else differently for you? 
Ne- never, never. It's it's all. I mean, for for me, it's it's a great success. But I mean, now it just gives me more passion, and it it makes me want to push push the team more now mm-hmm. because it it shows I'm proof that they can be here as well. So I, th- I think it it gives them more, I guess, more leverage. You would say. Yeah. One last question. I want to I want to follow up with something uh, something kind of funny and 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 your your nickname. Right. Everybody calls you Nort. N-O-R-T. Now your last name's Nemic. Your first name's Courtney. Where does Nort come from? And how does how does that kind of how has that that stuck with you for so long? For 21 years I've had this nickname. 21 years. So my cousin, when I was eight years old, my little cousin couldn't say, couldn't say Courtney. So she called me Nortney. She couldn't say her C. So she just said Nortney. And even my niece now, my niece now still can't, my niece is two. She can't say her season. She goes, no, it doesn't even know. Doesn't even know that that's my nickname. We don't teach her that. We try to get, we're trying to get away from that, but she couldn't say Courtney. So she called me Nortney and they shortened it to Nort. And ever since I was eight years old. How did that transition into LaSalle? Like who start from, who from LaSalle started calling you Nort that, I mean, I remember, I want to say it was earlier this year when y'all came back from uh, for workouts from, you know, quarantine and whatnot, I heard the players calling you Nort and I'm like, wait a minute, Nort. Like, and I said to you, where, where did it come from? And, you know, you explained it to me, but who, was it Paul who first started calling you Nort and then the kids picked it up? How did, how did that kind of all transpire? I, I think so. Cause Paul, Paul knew me since I was a freshman in high school and he always talked to my dad and even my dad calls me Nort. <laughs> only, only only when he's made he'll call me Courtney same thing with my brothers only when they're made they'll call me Courtney by my full name but my dad calls me Nort Paul calls me Nort I think it just went on from there and I think the freshman every incoming freshman class gets a little confused because yeah. I signed my emails Courtney but when they come in August 1st they hear people call me Nort so they start calling me Nort they're just a little confused with that it was it was exciting to see when 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 we announced this on social media all of our current student athletes commenting on the post. Yeah, Nort, go Nort, way to go Nort, not surprised Nort. It, it was it was it was cute to see just kind of everything kind of come full circle like that. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely had to give them some love and like like their comments because I, I thought the same thing. I mean, it's even more, I think more of the Karen students reached out, which was nice. And it it just show, it just shows, I guess, how much I inspired them. And I just obviously that's all I want to do. And even as a coach, I just want to continue inspiring the current team and even the past team. Just continue and let them know all their success that eventually will pay off one day too. Well, listen, Nort, we're super excited and super proud of you and and happy to see that you're going into the Hall of Athletes. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us here on the podcast to to talk about your career and and, and this experience for you. Um, Best of luck this season. Uh, We'll get out there and, and hopefully we'll be hoisting another trophy sometime soon. I agree. Hopefully. Thank you for having me on here. All right. That was Courtney Nemec Nort, as uh, we all call her at LaSalle. Uh, she's going into the Hall of Athletes as a 2021 inductee. She's one of four um, former LaSalle student athletes going in. Super appreciative to her for joining us here. It's our final episode of the season, so I had to end it in Hall of Athletes, Hall of Fame-esque fashion, if you will. We'll be back in 
just a few weeks. We're going to take a little bit of break for summer and then get back into it, talk to you some, about some behind-the-scenes things, kind of the nitty-gritty what goes on at LaSalle and in athletics over the summer and, and all that fun stuff. We thank you for joining us here for our inaugural season of Inside the L, the podcast. I'm your host, Ed LaFerge. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to Inside the L, the podcast. Go Explorers! In today's economy, good financial advice is critical. That's why it's important to work with a team of dedicated financial advisors committed to listening to you, understanding your concerns, and helping you make sure all aspects of your financial life are aligned. At Crow Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, we strive to provide advice tailored to your individual circumstances and all you'd like your wealth to achieve. Talk to us about how we can help you embrace your financial future with confidence. Reach out to Chris Crow at 609-677-2243. It's time. Time to get a health plan that's perfect for times like this. A plan that has you covered for free doctor visits 24-7 with telemedicine and more. Get the plan more people choose than any other. Call 1-855-251-3131 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Peter Buxbaum founded Philadelphia Mortgage Company with one goal in mind, to help people make smarter, better informed financial decisions when looking to purchase a home. With 40 years of experience and well over 10,000 clients served, PMC is committed to providing financial solutions and guiding individuals through the mortgage process. For your mortgage need, call Peter Buxbaum at 215-740-8999 or visit philadelphiamortgage.com.